Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 58. Shalom Bayis, um, the address, Gmail address is shalombayis777 at gmail.com. We're talking about the dangers outside the home, and when you're married, you have to feel married, 100% through and through, whether you're at home and whether you're in any place else. We ended off um, last year talking about the dangers of giving compliments of some types to the opposite gender, men to women, women to men. Uh, And um, it's also important, and this is what we left off with, the recipient of that comment, whether it's a man or a woman, it makes no difference. I'm going to give an example with the woman. She gets a lot of compliments from somebody from the opposite gender that obviously wants your attention. You must be careful that those compliments do not get to your head or influence you in any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't play with your emotions. And if it did play with your emotions, you right away put it aside and ignore it. And you avoid that person. Because even happily married women, um, you know, they will be influenced um, by this. There's a, there would happen to be also, I did some research, a ma- happily married woman admitted, you know, she's happily married, wonderful relationship with her husband and her family, loves them dearly. But when she was working, she ended up working with a co-worker that's a male. And um, he was very complimentary, complimentary towards her and emotionally engaging. And she started to realize, she didn't realize at first, but when she got up in the morning getting dressed to go to work, she was already thinking to herself, what should I wear? Uh, when, you know, when and thinking about this person, this co-worker, you know, when she woke up, uh, you know, uh, and then she woke up and she realized, hey, what am I doing? I'm in dangerous territory. When you're already doing that subconsciously, you know, what am I wearing? How am I going to, um, you know, um, style my hair? And what type of dress am I going to wear? And you're thinking about those things when you, um, before work, were preparing to go to work and your mind is to impress even subtly this coworker of yours, then you're in dangerous territory. And this, this woman didn't realize it even. It took a while for her to hop, to realize and say, hey, wait a minute, what am I doing? So you need to be careful, and it's not safe, and you have to distance yourself. And again, I'm going to reiterate this many, many times. It doesn't make a difference right now what level of religious uh, feelings you have now, uh, whether you're very religious or not so religious or not religious at all, or not, not Jewish even. These are key things to sustain your marriages. Without these safeguards, you really can go south very, very quickly. Simply put, you have to stay away from specific people whom you recognize is a danger zones for your marriage. It may feel good to be with that person emotionally. They understand you and they relate to you, whatever. You got to stay away, run to the opposite direction, like you're running away from a plague. And um, everyone's vulnerable. Everyone needs to be on guard and be very careful with people of the opposite gender that seem overly eager to talk to you. 
And that applies even if you're not interested. And I'm telling you, initially it starts that way. I'm, you're not interested. Be very, very careful. You know, what you do is people try to talk to you. You know, you're a good-looking guy, and all of a sudden these women start talking to you in the opposite way about things that, you know, no, you know and you, you sense that. Just say something, say you're married, say something nice about your spouse, and then run the other way as fast as you can. And um, that's the idea. The marriage that you're married needs to be a public announcement. People need to know that you're married and that you're off limits. Another thing that seems silly and say, what's the big deal? Is that when people joke together, laugh together, it could also be very dangerous. Uh, (laughs) Someone once said, and I forgot who said this line, that there's nothing more dangerous than a woman who thinks that you're funny. You know, and that you can make that him them smile and laugh. It could very easily become an intimate connection with that sense of humor. And if someone's very extroverted, very charming, you have to be very careful. And unfortunately, um, I'm not mentioning any names of anybody, but it's well known that... Um, you know, public singers, fam- popular singers, in many situations, fell into tests like this, where, um, you know, they're, you know, obviously charming, and they're very talented, and people admire them, men and women alike, and when the opposite gender admires your talent, and your abilities, and you may be good looking, it's a big Nisayan, and many fell into this Nisayan. Public speakers, same story, no matter what you're talking about. They have to be careful. They have to be on guard. Um, and trust me, this is not, um, you know, you th- again, you know, you guys listening to the last few shiurim, I'm being overdramatic. I'm not being overdramatic. This is real stuff. No one is immune to not being tempted. None of us. None of us are immune to, from being tempted. That's not being condescending by saying that. That's not looking down at you. Again, I'm going to tell you many times, Everything I'm talking to you, the public, I'm talking to myself too. I'm a human being like all of you. I have the same weaknesses like all of you. I need to have all these same safeguards like all of you. You know, someone preaches about shalom bayis and these things. That doesn't mean that they're above it. They have to work on it equally too. And even more so too. And public speakers, by the way, need to learn that, especially if they're teaching about moral things, they have to realize and have the humility to know that they're not above it. So everything I'm telling you, I'm going to try to and am applying to myself too. So it's not harmless, these conversations with the opposite sex. And having a back and forth conversations and funny conversations or deep, meaningful conversations, very, very dangerous. You need to talk to somebody, you know, um... You have to pick someone from your gender and a confident person that you can relate to. So all this is very, very important to discuss and to to do. So that is an important decide. And please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you to be very, very careful. It's an achrayas to be very, very careful. Protect your marriage. Because over time... It's very likely when you interact with other people, even um, with the women, you know, they have the same, um, you know, electric person coming or the same male person coming or the same, 
whatever it is, or that's a danger in the house even, when you have these uh, people that have to, construction workers that come in because they're fixing, doing the kitchen and this and that. Um, men have to be careful with some of the cleaning ladies uh, that come in, no matter how um, they look, you know, uh, they may not look the part that they would be a problem, but it makes no difference. You have to be very, very careful about all of this. Both men, both women, wherever they are, in every matziv that they are in, they have achrayas to be very, very careful. It is not a joke. It is not a joke. You have to have that loyalty to your husband. You have to have that loyalty to your wife. And you really, by doing these things, you are protecting yourself from infidelity that will come about. Um, because the truth is, is the aftermath of infidelity is very, very shattering. Now, there could be healing and growth after that. Everything is, is healable. Everything is reversible. But you have to put yourself into situations where you never chalila on in a matziv that could cause infidelity, to cause you to um, stray. And it starts with subtle things, usually. It's usually not once, you know, you, you wake up in the morning, the husband or the wife, one morning they wake up and they say, you know something, I'm going to break this marriage now. I'm going to hurt my spouse. I'm going to have an affair. Let me find somebody now. It doesn't work that way, usually. What it works, what happens is usually... It's, it's over the course of time, life um, nitpicking at you, you're getting drained by life, you let your guard down, and you open yourself up to temptation, and then you follow that path that you really never thought you'd find yourself in. Because marriage is, has problems, because every marriage has problems, because it's real life. And very often, it's a temptation to want to avoid real life, and get yourself into a fantasy world where, you know, I don't want to deal with these real problems in real life with this real person. I want to escape it. And that is as tempting as it may be sometimes. It is extremely unhealthy. And again, I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat this till you may get sick of hearing it, that it makes no difference whether you're religious or not religious in this sense. Yes, you know, the religious have that extra... You know, the Torah telling you not to stray, and it's a, it's a, it's an Isser, it's an Aveda, like they say, of course. But whether you're not religious, it's the same idea. You know, you, 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 in this world, you're not worried about the next world. In this world, you will not be a happier person as a result of, of running away from your current problems. That has to be faced with courage head on. And when you do that the right way, you could transform problems into real assets, into beautiful things. But the, the, the tendency to try to run away, that is not the way to go. We'll continue, Bezaz Hashem, in the upcoming share.